it's, it's a fascinating piece of scripture. It says in verse 17, And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal. To heal them. I'm in the old King James right here. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in a, a bed, on a, on a bed, a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he, Jesus, saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, your sins are forgiven. The scribes, the Pharisees, began to reason. And they said, Who is this that speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to him, Why reason you in your hearts? Matthew's version says, Why do you think evil in your hearts? What's easier to say, your sins be forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth, he said, uh, to forgive sins, he said, rise, take up your bed, and walk. And the guy immediately rose up before them all, took up his bed, and went to his own house, and they glorified God. Uh, There's a lot packed in here. There's a lot about the authority of Christ. There's a lot about the Son of Man, the Son of God power on earth to forgive sins, the last Adam. There's there's so much packed into this verse. But just very simply, let me give you several things. First of all, there was a house. There was a house. They were in Capernaum. This is probably Simon Peter's house. They're at a house. We're in a house. I don't know what his address was. Ours is 15050 Daigle Road. They were in a physical house, a building. So were we. Now, there was a crowd. There was a house, and there was a crowd. There were so many people that they couldn't all fit in the house, so they were spilling out. There was no room to get this cat in. So there was a crowd. There was a group of people in the house. We have a crowd in this house today. Last week, we had a bigger crowd. Had 150 people last week. At our Christmas service. It was a great, great day, a great service. Thanks to everybody who made it happen. But there was a crowd in that house. They were very diverse. There were, as we saw in the reading, Pharisees and doctors of the law. There were also others. There were fishermen, we know from being Simon Peter's house. The other disciples being there, there were zealots, there were tax collectors, there were other folks that were in the house as well. And so here you have. A house, you have a crowd. We have a diverse crowd in this place. People from all walks of life in this house at 15050 Daigle Road. A crowd in a house. They had Jesus. Everybody was in that house that day because Jesus was in the house that day. It was all centered around Jesus being there. And if you are not aware of it, I want to tell you, I want to inform you of this. Jesus is in this house today. The presence of the Lord is in this house. And it says, and the, and the power of the Lord was there to heal. The power of God was in the house. 
And the power of God is in this house amongst this crowd for the express reason and purpose of blessing and healing and supplying needs. So a house, a crowd, Jesus, and the power of God. And there were needs in that house all those years ago, and there are needs in this house today. As diverse as the walks of life are, that's how diverse the needs are. Some have financial needs. Some have needs in their relationships. Some have needs with their jobs, with their works. Uh, work. Some, some have needs, uh, spiritual, deep spiritual needs. Some have physical needs and need healing. All different kinds of needs were in that house, and they're in this house today. But all those years ago, nobody, not one person, got what they needed Except one. I guess you could say nobody but one. Only one. Out of all the people that day, it says, and the power of God was there to heal them. The doctors and Pharisees were there, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. But none of them got their healing. There was one guy that got his healing that day. There was one guy that got forgiveness that day. There was one guy. Everybody did not get what they needed. Everybody got in his presence, but everybody did not get from his presence that day. And I'm just going to tell you something. I'm tired of just getting in his presence. I want to get from his presence. I want to be a receiver, a recipient. I receive that, Lord. I'm here to receive. I'm not just here to get in your presence. I'm here to get from your presence. And there's some people in this house today, I want to encourage you. It's, it's time for you to step up to the plate and quit just getting in and start getting from the presence of Jesus. Some of you, you're like, I want the Holy Ghost. Well, if you want the Holy Ghost baptism speaking in tongues, you need to quit just getting in His presence and start receiving from His presence and let that river begin to flow through you. Some of you, you need physical healing. It needs to get beyond just getting in His presence and knowing about His healing and say, I am here to receive, Lord. I'll humble myself. I'll do what i got to do. There was one guy. Think about it. There were all kinds of needs in the house that day. People are people. People all have needs. Every generation. Just like today, back then, all those people had needs. They didn't get their needs met. Went to church. Jesus was in the house. It was a full house. But none of them got what they needed except one. One guy. What's the difference? What separated the in his presence to the get from his presence people? What made that difference? I've been trying to figure that out. What what made that difference? I'll tell you what it was. This guy, first of all, it says, had a palsy. He was lame. He was crippled. He could not carry himself. He was powerless to walk. He could not walk. He had no power in his walk, no power in his step. The guy was powerless. One translation says he was impotent. He was powerless. He had no power. The guy couldn't walk. He, 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 he didn't have the advantage of being able to walk in there on his own two feet. 
And, and he, that need was a very obvious need. He couldn't so much as, you know, really hide that need. It was very apparent, very obvious. And he needed help. He needed somebody to help him get into his, the presence of the Lord. And so we don't know if his friends, we always preach it like his friends got him. But maybe he recruited his friends. He obviously had faith. The Bible says when Jesus saw their faith. Now they all had faith. But I think it had to start with that man who said, I need to get in his presence. I can't get there by myself. I need some help. There was a recognition of his own need. I need help. How many times do we not recognize our need? And maybe our needs are not as obvious. They're more hidden. They're more secretive. They're more easily uh, hidden. And so we, we, we suppress them and nobody has to know about them. And so we, we, we squish them, squelch them. We don't let anybody know. We don't let anybody in. And, 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 and so as a result, we never are able to openly tell the Lord, I have a need. This man was in a different situation. It was obvious he had a need. And he talks to these guys and get me in that house one way or another. Put me on that roof. Cut a hole in this roof. We'll cover the cost one way. Get me in the presence of the Lord. This man was a desperate man. And I think his level of desperation is what brought him not only in, but to get from the presence of the Lord. Amen? And I think that's where some of us need to get. We need to get to the point of desperation. We haven't hit bottom yet. Or we've not acknowledged it. And we have needs, and I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to meet those needs, and the power of Jesus is in the house today to meet those needs. But some of us just need to get a little more desperate about it. Lord, here I am to receive. I'm not just here to get in your presence. I am desperate to receive. Now, here's the deal. They tore the roof off of Simon Peter's house. It says they broke up the tiles. They had these, these areas where they could sit like a little roof party, a little garden area up there, and, and they just dug it up, tore it up, and, and let the man through. Now, we don't have to do that. Here we are in the presence of the Lord Jesus. The power of God is in the middle of this place. We don't have to physically tear the roof off. So what do we do? I mean, I'd do it if we had to. We got insurance. I don't know how that would look on a claim, you know, with the insurance company. We were desperate for the presence of God, you know, Mr. Adjuster, so we just tore the, the roof off the building. Uh, that's what happened to our... Our building, you know. I don't know how that would go over. We don't have to do that today, though. So how can we, uh, how can our desperation be revealed? I'll tell you one way it can be. Through our praise and worship and adoration of Jesus. Through our praise and worship and adoration of Jesus. It took energy. It, 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 took, it took strength. It took uh, relying on others. It, it, it took, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Like, let's. Let's go here together because there's a need. And as they broke into the presence of the Lord, the Bible says Jesus saw their faith. And he said, your sins are forgiven. God's got a priority about him. He's more interested in us going to heaven than us walking on earth just in our healing. But it's not like we have to choose one or the other. The same blood, the same finished work of Christ covers our physical needs, covers our spiritual needs. There's a lot of depth in this. But Jesus first went and said, your sins are forgiven. The one man went home that day different than the others. The others were like, wow, that was good church. But they didn't have their needs met. 
I'm going to tell you, there's needs in this house today, and it is the will of God that those needs be met. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit speaking with tongues, it is the will of God that today you leave this house full of the Holy Ghost, a tongue-talking machine as the Holy Spirit gives you the utterance. If you have a physical need in this, in this building today, I'm telling you, it's the will of God. I've been battling my own sinuses, so I'm preaching to myself along these lines. It's the will of God that the healing virtue that flowed through Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago flows today and touches our tired bodies and sick bodies. If you have a need of forgiveness, I don't care what sin you've committed. I don't care how far you've gone. The blood of Jesus is more than enough to cover every single one of those sins. I mean... We, we rate them, right? We're like, well, this is one level of sin. This is another level of sin. And then there's that super high level of sin. To Jesus, it's all the same. It doesn't matter what you've done. That same blood of Jesus just covers it all. Amen? And it is not the will of God for anybody in this house to go home today without their needs being met. So what separates? The power was there for them all. And only one got it. It's a desperation, and I think another way we can exhibit that, acknowledge that, is through our praise and worship to him. Father, here I am. Oh, there's a brokenness in me, God. I'm coming just as I am. I'm not putting on airs. I'm not one of the Pharisees. I'm not one of the doctors of the law. I'm, I'm not pretending to have it all together. I may know some stuff about you, Jesus. I may know some things from your word. But I'm coming as a child. I'm coming as just a humble child with a need. Father, I need something from you. I am desperate for you to meet that need. Some of us need to get an image, a vision of Jesus as our Father, right? Just as a Father with gifts and things, supply for what we need. We, 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 we don't want to be the... Lord, give me, give me, my name is Jimmy. We, we, we shy away from that. When it's the Father's good pleasure to give to us. He's a giver, and he wants to give us what we need. He wants to supply every need. So I'm going to ask you to stand right now. We're going to sing this again. And the song, that is, the thing that makes this song so powerful is when you realize that he is good. If you're earthly father knows how to give you good things how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit give good things to those who have need I feel like I've hijacked this service but I feel like it's the Holy Spirit that's hijacked this service I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost right now there are needs all over this building and it's time to quit playing church. We didn't just come to play church. We didn't just come to get in this building. We came to get something from the Lord. Lift your hands to him right now, can you? Come on, like a desperate man or like a desperate woman. God, you see this big old need that I'm bringing, Lord. You see this big need that I'm bringing. It's a big need. I'm having some trouble, Lord. But I'm bringing it to you. I'm leaning on your power. I'm leaning on your strength. Maybe you need to grab somebody by the hand and bring them up here and say, come magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Maybe you need to reach out to somebody and bring them to the front. We need to have a breakthrough prayer meeting. 
We need to tear the roof of all this traditional religion and get in the presence of God. Hallelujah.